we want to live full, but I want to die empty. There's nothing worse than dying full, full of dreams, unfulfilled destiny, things I still want to accomplish. No, no, no. I want to have accomplished everything I could while I was alive. No, the, the graveyards are filled with unfulfilled dreams, unrealized destinies. Galatians 6 verse 8 says, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. What are you living for? What you live for is what you will get the fruit of. That's it. Whatever you chase, whatever you look at is what you'll become. That's why the Bible says as a man thinks, so he is. So he becomes, so he does. Hello and welcome to the Love Key Church podcast, where we share our church's message of the week. My name is Heinz Winkler, and together with my wife, children, and our leadership team, we host Love Key Church here in Somerset West, online, and on this podcast. It is our mission to help you to encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life, and help others to do the same. We trust that you will find this message empowering, encouraging, and inspiring. Please share it with your friends and family and write a review for us. And a huge thank you goes out to those who have already done so. May you be thoroughly blessed as you listen to this message. Thank you for these precious moments in your presence. We praise you, we worship you, we honor you, we give you all the glory. There's no one like you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We thank you, Lord. We adore you. There's no one like you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You deserve all the glory, all the honor, all the praise we have to give, and we give it to you today. Woo! Hallelujah! Come on, church, let's shout it. Hallelujah! dedicate this service to you. I pray that you will lead this service, Lord, and that everything that is said, spoken, prayed, and communicated will be from your throne room. We are choosing to make our hearts good soil, and we are choosing to receive from you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you look good. Jesus loves you. It's going to be a great day. We, um, we have the amazing privilege of uh, having a special guest speaker today. His name's uh, Anthony Liebenberg. Many people know him as Ant. The way I met Anthony was actually quite amazing. In 2015, I felt God speak to me about going into Christian music. And in 2016, I did my first Christian album. And um, I knew a few pastors from a few churches, but... I needed to do some cold calling and, uh, and ask, literally phone churches and say, I've got a Christian album. I'd like to sing it at your church, please. And, um, and one, of the <laughs> one of my first calls was to Pastor Anthony. From, he is from Life Church Seapoint. He is one of the apostolic leaders uh, in the Assemblies of God 
movement. And he actually phoned me back, spoke to me personally. And he wanted to know, am I part of a local church? And do I love Jesus? <laughs> and even just him asking that, I already knew I like this guy. And he gave me one of my first opportunities to come and share the songs, share my testimony. And since then, we've worked together on, on quite a few things. I've been with him to uh, San Jose, America, where he raised funds for their Project Life Child. I've been with him. I did their concert for change here in Cape Town, uh, in San Jose. And then we also did a conference in Mozambique. Um, we, we shared a room in the hotel. <laughs> And we had a, we had a, I'll let him tell you the story. <laughs> I did not know people can snore this loudly. But I love him. I respect him so much. Yeah, we are very privileged to have him here today. And he's going to share a word and tell us a bit more about Life Child. So please give a warm, love key welcome to Pastor Anthony Leavenworth. Oh, you're such a baby. <laughs> I love this guy so much. He's, we've had a fantastic time together. And you know, you get to know people when you travel with people. And, uh, and also when we go to some hard spaces. You know, it's easy to be joyous and fabulous and fantastic when everything is fabulous and fantastic. But uh, when it's rough, uh, and we had some rough moments in Mozambique. And I've just come back uh, 10 days ago, and they've had four cyclones in nearly two years. And the nation is decimated. And just to see the church continue to be the church. And, and, uh, and Heinz went with me during one of those times where, you know, it's just not easy. And uh, he said, I'll come with you. And yeah, sure, he phoned his wife and complained. I woke up 2 o'clock one morning and uh, Heinz wasn't in the room. I'm like, where's Heinz? I went into the passage. He's snoring. I can't sleep. <laughs> crying like a baby. But you know what? God uses us despite ourselves. And... Uh, but thank you so much, Heinz, for just being part of the life child journey, and, and you guys are being amazing. So we really appreciate you guys. And so come, put you give a hand together for your amazing, lovely pastoral couple. And, and to take a huge risk to plant a church, start a church, uh, church is not easy. And that's why it's good that Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Because when we try and do it, it's a mess, right? But to still to have the faith and the confidence to believe God for the calling of your life and to pay the price and to take the risk. Because, uh, you know, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. So uh, well done to you guys and to you guys for coming along and saying, you know, we want to be part of this faith journey. Um, but just to tell you a little bit more about Life Child, I want to show you a video and then I'm going to share a word that I think will really help you to take this church and this journey that God's put you on to another level. God bless you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. At Life Child, we believe that each and every child was intentionally created with value and purpose. Our mission is to impact children's lives so that they can grow up in relationship with God, being a blessing to their communities and reaching their maximum potential. LifeChild exists to reach orphan and vulnerable children and to restore communities for generational change. Our approach is holistic. We try to take care of all facets of a child's life to enable them to live healthily and happily. The four main focus areas are education, health and nutrition, social and spiritual development. 
We are educating and feeding more than 1,000 children in South Africa, Malawi, Mozambique and Zimbabwe, with more than 240,000 meals being served each year. We also provide emergency safety and foster homes. In South Africa, LifeChild owns a Montessori preschool, one emergency safety home and a new foster home in one of Cape Town's poorest and most violent communities. We partner with various preschools in the area to make sure as many children as possible can have access to quality preschool education in a safe environment. In Malawi, our preschool is one of few in the area that allows families who can't afford private school fees to educate their children and prepare them for primary school. In Mozambique, LifeChild has two fully functioning primary schools. One, the Peace School, and the other one is the Akalawa Children's Village. We also own a medical clinic and six residential homes for our foster care program. Each home has a loving house mother to provide the nurturing environment all children need. To achieve our long-term goal of building a self-sustainable platform for food security throughout all of our projects, we have purchased a 150 hectare piece of farmland. A portion of this land has already been cultivated and we have planted thousands of Moringa trees. As soon as the funding is secured, we want to build a new ECD center in Malawi that will accommodate 180 additional children. In Mozambique, we would like to build six additional classrooms at the Akalawa Children's Village and two new classrooms at the Peace School. We firmly believe that every life matters to God and that if we can impact just one life, it'll be worth every effort we've ever made. I would like to introduce you to one of those lives. Meet Rejoice Chihuahua. When Rejoice was born, her mother fell terribly ill, but by the grace of God, she survived. Since then, life has not always been easy for her family. Making ends meet is a monthly struggle. When the opportunity for Rejoice to attend the Moyo School arose, her parents were greatly relieved. Her excitement and zeal for school has greatly aided her progress, and she's a joy to those around her. With Rejoice being at school, her mother now has the time and freedom to run her own small business as another way to support her family. Through her connection to Moyo School, she helps with the school's tailoring needs. This is a constant income for the family, which helps them tremendously. We are thankful daily for the opportunity to help her and her family improve their quality of life and experience the true love of God. We want to bridge the gap between those who want to help and those who need help. We want to show God's unconditional love to each and every child since God has filled each and every life with potential and greatness. We want to see children grow and thrive, every single story becoming our story. Together, we can make a difference, one life at a time. That's why I love your theme, is to be able to be a people, a people of God that know how to help others. And we just know Love Keys is probably the best name for a church because love is the key, right? For God so loved the world. What does He do? He helps others that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then verse 17 says of John chapter 3, For He did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through His Son might be saved, rescued, transformed, changed, never to be the same again, helping others. What a privilege. But to be able to help people, like we're doing through Life Child or through Love Key or Life Church, and, and let me just say this: we have great churches in Mozambique that are built around Life Child. So it's not just a, a nonprofit doing something uh, apart from the church. This is the church being hands and feet in the community. It's very important. And and so, uh, but to be able to know how to help other people, 
You need to understand what you're living for. And I want to speak about that for a couple of minutes. Can I have your attention for a few minutes? What are you living for? Because your theme is about helping people to encounter God, right? This is, this is the heart of this church. We want to help people to encounter God. Why? To align with His purposes and to reign in life. That's just such a great uh, part of the vision of the life of this church, which I think is powerful. But according to the dictionary, to live for someone or something is to, exist, is to exist for the benefit of someone or something. It's like saying, she lives for her children, or Roger lives for his work. We find people live for things, but to live for the right thing is very important. To get the right fruit in life, the right outcome in life, you need to know what to live for. And I want to help recalibrate some of our thinking because some of us, we live for our children, and there's nothing wrong with that. Or we live for our wives, or our wives live for the husband, and we live for our work. But we forget certain things that need to be very much part of our lives. We want a holistic and a balance. I remember reading a quote by John Evazzini, and he said, The devil is not so much concerned about driving you backwards as he is by keeping you where you are. Because if he can keep you where you are, he can stop you from going to where you need to be. And it blew my mind. I thought, that is exactly how the devil works. He just wants to keep me neutral, in my place, apart. You know, I, I carry part of the truth. I live part of the truth. I go to church once a week, once every two weeks. I go to church now and again. I read my Bible now and again. Just to keep you mediocre. Just to keep you as a camper. To stop you from being a climber. And not so long ago, I was reading a blog called Journey to the Sky. And it's from a guy called Sheldon Naker uh, from South Africa. And it was all about our climb to Uhura Peak on Mount Kilimanjaro. I had the privilege of climbing to Kilimanjaro to the summit. And it took a few days for us to get to the summit climb. And, but at no time on day one or day two or day three did we say, well, that's enough. We've done the climb. We've come this far. That's all we want in life. And that's our experience of Kilimanjaro. No, no, no. We had decided we are going to summit. Our purpose was to summit. Our goal was to summit. So... Does it make sense that when we, get give, when we are given clear goals and clear purposes in the, in the Word of God, and God has a plan and a purpose for our lives, that we should shortchange the plans that God has for us? That we should think less of what He has for us? No, no, we need to be a people that want to summit in all that He has. We want to get to the best. We want to fulfill the plans that God has for us. We want to run the race till the end. We want to run through the, the, ticket, the ticket tape. We want to make sure that we get right through to what He has for us. We want to finish strong. It was in 2019, my daughter Amy is sitting at the back there. We had the privilege of climbing to Base Camp Everest. And so you can see I like climbing. And, uh, and so it was, it was so hard. There were many days that we thought of stopping. There were many days we thought of giving up. But never was that the number one thought in our minds, because the number one thought was we want to get to Base Camp. Of course, we never climbed to the summit of, of Everest. That would have cost too much money. And uh, my wife would have said, I'm not going to scatter your ashes on there. And uh, so, uh, but, we, but we made sure we got to base camp. And the trajectory of our lives and the goals and the plans was to get to base camp. And so it's so important to understand that what we live for and what we are placing our hope and our trust in has to get to a place of completion. John 14 verse 1 says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Can you all say trust in God? And trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? So there is a place in eternity. How many of you know that God wants you to get to that place? 
He actually, his plans and his purpose, is the trajectory of your life is to get to that place. He says, when everything is ready, I will come and get you. So that you will always be with me where I am. And you, and this is key, you know the way to where I'm going. Now, here's a few questions I want to speak on this morning. Just four things, four questions. What are you building for? What are you building your life for? What is the absolute intention of your life that you're building? Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. So I've heard this said so many times, heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. So we've got to make sure that we understand the call of of our lives today. What we are building for today determines the final destiny of our lives, the outcome of our lives, the place where we will spend eternity. And And Jesus said in Matthew 6 verse 9, he said, pray like this. You know the Lord's Prayer? Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Everybody say soon. He said, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. Forgive us sins. We know the prayer. It's a powerful prayer as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. We love that. And often we stop at the end of that prayer. But what about verse 19 on the same chapter? Remember, Jesus is still talking. And he says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven. What are you building for? Whatever I do should have eternal consequences. Whatever I'm building, if I build on the rock uh, or do I build on the sand? Do I build with wood, hay and stubble or do I build with gold and precious metals? He says, Store your treasures in heaven where moss and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So where your treasure is, in other words, what you are building for will determine the cost and the sacrifice you make, the choices you make. I, I was watching a documentary on the life of Warren Buffett. How many of you know who Warren Buffett is? He's a famous swimmer. Okay, I'm in the right place. You're smart people. Other people went, yes, I know him. Uh, now, Warren Buffett was a brilliant documentary. I don't know if you saw it. And uh, they, they were filming, they were, a lot of the footage was taken when his wife was still alive. And they talk about Warren Buffett, you know, in The Businessman. I even read, you know, his, his ex-daughter-in-law's book called The Tale of Warren Buffett, you know, The Wisdom of Warren Buffett. And it's brilliant. You get some insight into the mind of the guy. But this documentary was powerful because... It got into the mind, the psyche of the person, what motivates him, what drives him, what makes him do things, and what's important to him, the value system that he carries. And then the family began to talk and spoke about how eccentric he is. He's always by himself. And, you know, very bright guy, very intelligent. When he was at school, um, he, he decided to invest in the stock exchange as a youngster in school, and the teachers soon found out, and soon teachers were giving him money and saying, won't you invest for us? Um, imagine having a student like that. And, um, but, you know, brilliant. He did great things. But then they filmed, the, they were speaking to the wife. And she spoke glowingly about Warren as a father, as a husband. And then she said these words. She says, one thing I, I can never understand. I could never understand about Warren. He never gives anything away. And it's, he never gives anything away. There was a man who had so much to give. But he never gave anything away. And then his wife died, and it broke something in him. 
it, it just, he just woke up from the slumber of what he was building in his life. And in 2006, he gave 30 billion US dollars to the Bill Gates Foundation. And by the way, he made that up within a couple of months. I mean, that's just how gifted he is. And now he's got his own foundation and his daughter runs it. And he gives away enormously. Because suddenly he had, a, he had a, th- a rethink about what am I building. And that's just in the natural. How much more in the spiritual? Secondly, what are you living for? And that's so closely connected to what you're building. Because we want to live full, but I want to die empty. There's nothing worse than dying full, full of dreams, unfulfilled destiny, things I still want to accomplish. No, no, no. I want to have accomplished everything I could while I was alive. No, the, the graveyards are filled with unfulfilled dreams, unrealized destinies. Galatians 6 verse 8 says, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. What are you living for? What you live for is what you will get the fruit of. That's it. Whatever you chase, whatever you look at is what you'll become. That's why the Bible says as a man thinks, so he is. So he becomes, so he does. I always say to the guys, if you keep looking at that girl over there, soon you'll be over there with the girl. That's the way it is. Where you look is where you'll stand. So the question is, what are you living for? Because that's what you will ultimately become. That's what you will commit your, your life to. Philippians 1 verse 27 says, Above all, you must live, how? As citizens of heaven. We live now as born-again believers. How many of you are Christ followers, fully devoted followers of Jesus? How many of you love Jesus? Three people. That's a great start. We have work to do. But the truth is, right now already we live as citizens of heaven. Bible says we are ambassadors of the Most High. We represent heaven already now. That's why we need to say it every day, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth just as in heaven. Why? Because we're already meant to express just as it is in heaven kind of lives. That's what we live for. We don't just live for a temporary condition, a temporary outcome. I was just in Mozambique, because I said 10 days ago, and people have built homes completely destroyed. A clinic, the roof got totally blown off. Three houses that we were for the children got blown off. At school, two classrooms, we have to rebuild the roofs. You know what? We can do that. But if you're just living for your house, you could lose it tomorrow. If you're just living even just for your children, you could lose them tomorrow. God forbid you don't. But you know what? We need to live for Him. Because He's the ultimately, He's ultimately the one that keeps things for eternity. As an eternal consequence, citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come to see you again or only hear about you, Paul says, I will know that you're standing together with one spirit, one purpose, fighting together. This is, this is definitely Love Key Church. I can see this, not fighting each other, fighting for the faith, which is the good news. I was coming down the mountain a few months ago and there was a young girl. She wore a t-shirt and on this t-shirt it said, the world is my runway. Now, as a Dorf Oak, I thought, how can the world be her runway at an airport? I was trying to figure that out. And all the girls go like, hey, he's rechter dom. Then I realized a runway is a fashion model's runway. The world is her runway. That's why a guy doesn't understand this context right now. You know what I mean? I want to I land my fighter jet on that runway. No, no, her world, in other words, it's all about her. And this world is all for me. And it's all about me. 
It's completely the other way around in the kingdom. We're not living for the world. I'm living for the audience of one. I'm living for Jesus. I'm living to make his name famous. And I'm living for eternity. And I'm living with heaven in mind in the context of his kingdom today so that I can be his ambassador. I can be his light and be his soul. Number three, not just what are you building for, what are you living for, but what are you walking for? You can see I like walking. And, uh, but how many of you remember seeing that series called The Walking Dead? How many of you, The, walk, the Walking Dead series? Why did you watch that? No, I'm just teasing you. All the others don't put up their hands. They're just lying. They've been caught out before. No, The Walking Dead. Remember that whole thing? I mean, they always walk weird eh, when they do these kind of movies. The zombies, you know, like their brains. But you know what? There are people who walk through life like that. They're walking, they're already dead. In fact, listen to what Revelation 16 verse 15 says. Look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their clothing ready so that they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. We've got to be dressed ready for what God has for us. We've got to be a people who know how to walk. We don't give up. We keep walking. We keep going through. We don't walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What some of us do is we go, yeah, the Lord's my shepherd. I walk through the valley of shadow of death, but then I stop. And then I take photos of all my experiences, my grief, my hurts, my troubles, my problems. And then we put them in life's little, little, little albums. And then when people come and visit, we show them all about that person hurt me. I was broken over there and I'm really mad at this person. And, 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 and then we spend in the valley of the shadow of death. No, we're not meant to spend time there. Though I walk through. We've got a people, yeah, we're going to walk through many experiences. But you know what? I will fear no good thing, no bad thing. I will, I will fear nothing because he's right and he's staff. He's comforting, comforting me. He, he helps me to get to a place of rest and peace and provision. And, and then even when the enemies are coming against me, he prepares a table for me in the midst, in the presence of my enemies. And oh my God, my cup overflows. My cup. So I don't care what I'm walking through, but as long as I'm walking through with him, I will get to the other side. You know, Jesus said to the disciples, let's go to the other side, got in the boat and fell asleep. And they're like, when the storms came, they're like, Jesus, don't you care? Don't we do that often? So quickly we turn on to Jesus. And uh, he says, we're not ashamed. Every year we have a walk for little feet event. It's uh, for life child. And maybe you guys can join us. But uh, we walk at the Seapoint Promenade, and you know, thousands of people come, and, and then we walk all over the world. We have anywhere people can walk. You can walk here the strand. And what we do is we walk four little feet. Now, what we're doing is we're walking for a purpose, and we're walking with a purpose. Let your walk always have a purpose. Let, your, let be very intentional in what God has for you. Now, listen, as I begin to bring this to a close, because not only must you be walking with a purpose, but you need to be energetic, and you need to be full of life, and you'll be useful, and you need to be relevant. Uh, now, we can't be half-dead, walking dead zombies. We can't be a people who start something and we don't finish. We want to finish the race. We want to live with heaven in mind. We want to live as ambassadors of Christ, representatives of Jesus. And we want to build that last in heaven for eternity. Because by the way, whatever Jesus is building for us, a place, how many of you know it's going to last forever? So he builds with heavenly materials. Let's start building our lives with heavenly materials. But let's walk in the place that he wants for us. And in Joshua chapter 1, it says in the message translation, after the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' servant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. Come on, somebody say, get going. get going. 
cross this Jordan River. You and all the people. God wants everybody to cross over. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. And watch this. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses. Now, I love the way the message translation is every square inch. In other words, nothing is to be left out. You know, we, we can't just walk aimlessly, blindly, and walk in the same place. And all like, we can't just mark the space and just keep the same place where I've been for the last 10 years spiritually or, or I've gone backwards. No, no, I've got a redemptive motion going forward. I have a redemptive position. I'm in a place of seeing every inch being fulfilled in my life. In other words, whatever God asks me, I want to lose nothing of it. I want to see everything of it being fulfilled. Just as I promised Moses from the wilderness, this Lebanon east of the Great River, the Euphrates River, or the Hittite country, and then west to the Great Sea. It's all yours. How much of what is all yours has not been realized by you yet? Has not been experienced by you yet? Not being fulfilled by you yet? Every square inch is to be walked on. In other words, to be redeemed. Listen to what he says. It's all yours. All your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I won't give up. Oh, come on, people. God says, I won't give up on you. If he won't give up on you, how can we give up on him? I don't doubt the love of God. Why must he doubt my love? I don't doubt the goodness of God. Why must he doubt my goodness? I don't doubt the generosity of God. Why must I be, not be generous? I don't want God to doubt me. Listen to this. He says, I will be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Strength, courage. Come, somebody say strength. Strength. Somebody say courage. Courage. You are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give the ancestors. Give Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you. Every bit of it. What's every bit of it? What's every bit? Every square inch. Every bit of it, don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't wait for a minute. Don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of your mind. Ponder, meditate on day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get to where you're going. Then you will succeed. Haven't I commanded you strength and courage? Somebody say strength. Come on, somebody say courage. I'm almost finished. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God! Your God is with you every step you take. Isn't that powerful? Which means we just need to take a step. Just begin to do the walk. Begin to go. I remember when we started hiking and we just started going. I knew we had days ahead of us and I knew that we'd never been this way before. But I trusted the Sherpas who led us. I trust the God of the God of creation, the God who molded me and made me and formed me, the God who predestined my life, foreordained my life, the God, the God who's already written everything about my life and it's in eternity, the God who's already prepared a place for me in heaven. I can trust Him with my life right now to get through every square inch of what He has. And lastly, what are you aiming for? So what are you building for? What are you living for? What are you walking for? And what are you aiming for? That's what will that's what determine literally the kind of love-key person you become. Finish strong. In 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26 it says, I don't know about you. (laughs) This is Paul. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I want you to take personal responsibility for your life. Don't worry about the person next to you. Don't worry about your husband. Don't worry about your wife. Don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about all of them. But today, right now, I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. 
I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else about it, and then missing out myself. So we finish. What are you living for? And who are you living for? I don't know you. I don't, I don't, most of you I do not know. I know many of you, but many of you I don't know. But would you bow your heads and close your eyes for a minute? Because I know God is speaking to us today. You know why? Because he loves you too much to leave you where you are. That he comes to you to take you to where you should be. The Bible says it like this in Revelation 3 verse 20. He said, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens up, he said, I'll come in. I don't know if you're far from God, but what I do know is he's not far from you. He's come to you. He's reaching out to you. He's loving you. You're watching online. You can reach out to God right now. You can allow him to touch your life right now. Wherever you're sitting in this auditorium, you can say, I open up the door of my heart. Jesus, would you come in? Live in me. I'm going to pray that prayer. You can pray this prayer in your heart right now. Dear God, thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for reaching out to me. I've lived my life far from you. I've lived my life without you. But Jesus, you died on that cross for my sins. You laid down your life for me. I open up the door of my heart. I ask you to come in, live in me. Cleanse me today of all my sins. Forgive me, I pray. I want to live for you, and I want to live with you. I want to honor you with my life. I want to walk into all that you have for me, every square inch. God, I don't want to leave anything behind. I don't want to leave anything unfinished one day in this life. But I want to see the goodness of the glory of our God in eternity. But Lord, today, I covenant to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Anthony, my brother, I love you so much. I'm always learning from you. I'm always impacted by you, inspired and encouraged. Thank you so much. You're an amazing man of God. Let's, let's give it up for Pastor Anthony, please. They are generous people. Their whole lives um, are dedicated to the church and to seeing these children's lives changed. So along with him and his whole organization, I'd like to invite you to please go and visit the table at the back Ask Jesus, not if I should sponsor a child, but how many? How many children should I sponsor? Should I be a champion? Should I partner? Should I? There are four ways you can be a part of this, and we would like to encourage you to do that. Um, yes, we are your local church. Yes, we have the Hand Up initiative, but this is something on top of that where we can bring what God has given us and make a difference in a child's life. 300 Rand a month, what is that? That's nothing. That's maybe one takeout meal you don't have that month but you can help a child. So let's, let's help them make a significant difference. I've seen what they do on the ground. This is legit. It is real. It is as real as it gets. It is changing lives. Um, the stories that you hear, one after the other, children literally found with no clothes, in the dirt, in the ditch, no hope, no future, and now they're getting an education and they are getting fed and they are getting changed. And it is amazing to see. I visited that village in Mozambique and... You hear the stories of where they come from and you just can't imagine. But they are making a difference. And I want to honor you and your whole team. Um, thank you. Thank you for making a difference.
And uh, let's help them make that difference, make more of a difference. Amen? Awesome. Thank you, church. We love you. We appreciate you. We look forward to having church with you again next week. Um, thanks for being part of this. Remember to join the Life Group. Go to Life Group. It's really important for us to do that. And um, we look forward to seeing you uh, next Sunday. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church Podcast, Message of the Week. I trust that you had a life-changing encounter with God that will help you to align with His purposes so that you can be one step closer to reigning in life. And may you be inspired to share this with others. Have a great week and remember to listen again next week or you can catch us live online or come visit us in person. May God bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. God bless you. Bye-bye.